Hello everyone, welcome back to Biliteracy Now. I'm your host, Diana, and on today's episode, I'm going to be discussing classroom management. Thank you again for joining me today. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at ByLiteracyNow. You can visit my blog, ByLiteracyNow.com. Follow me on Pinterest, Facebook, and Twitter. And my products are available for purchase on Teachers Pay Teachers. So let's talk about classroom management because it's something that I know a lot of teachers have messaged me about. And I know it's difficult for first-year teachers especially to sort of come up with a really good classroom management system. And I was lucky enough that my first year, I was actually assigned a tremendously amazing, um, supportive, informative mentor who had been teaching for about 25 years at the time. She's now retired, but she taught me everything that I needed to learn or needed to know about classroom management. And my goal is to share those tips and ideas with you guys today. And so tip number one would be to not have more than five rules. I know that sounds crazy, but I think six rules is too many. So I think five is a really good number because students are more likely to remember what those five rules are. I know I've been in classrooms where they have this long paragraph or this long constitution of the expectations in the classroom, but I do think that students relate more to just five simple and to the point rules. Something as simple as line up quietly, don't talk when the teacher is talking, arrive prepared to class every day, um, be kind and friendly to others, and always try your best. Something as simple as those five rules, I think, could really help establish a solid classroom management system. The second thing you want to keep in mind when you're establishing the rules is that you have to pick rules that you are the most comfortable with. Like you have to really ask yourself, what is it that I want my, te- my students to be able to do when they're in the classroom? Or how do I want them to behave when they're in my classroom? That's going to drive those five rules that you want to set for your students. Now, keep keep in mind that everyone knows this, but in case you don't know this, is the very first week of school, that is the time when you are holding the students accountable for following all of these rules. And so your job as an educator is to model for your students what it is that you want them to do. So let's say the first rule is line up quietly. I would pick a student's desk, sit in it, and then model for my students what it means to stand up, push my chair in, walk silently and calmly to the front of the classroom. Immediately after that, I would have them practice and I would watch carefully and make sure that students were following directions. If if there was a student that was off task or wasn't doing what they were supposed to be doing, then I would have them stop and go back and sit down and then try again. Now, keeping in mind that you shouldn't be doing this type of thing all year long. You should be doing this the first day of school and the second day of school and maybe even the third day of school. But you must do it immediately upon seeing that someone is off task or breaking the rule. You must immediately stop what you're doing and have them try again until they are able to model for you what is the expectation. And I know it sounds repetitive and time consuming, but you must put in the time the very first week of school to avoid having to put in the time for the entire school year. So modeling for your students and then having them model back to you how it's supposed to be done um, is something, it's basically you're establishing those expectations. This is how I expect you to behave. 
because I've noticed a lot and I've seen, I've seen this a lot. Um, and it sort of kind of confuses me a little bit as an adult, because I don't understand when a teacher gets mad at a student for doing something, if they didn't know that it was wrong. But I think if you're clear about it, if you're explicit to your students, this is what I want you to do when you line up. This is what I want you to do when you come to the carpet. This is how you should behave when you're working in groups. Then you're completely justified whenever you decide to give them a consequence for their behavior. Which brings me to consequences, which again also have to be realistic and simple. You don't want to create more work for yourself. So for example, you don't want to tell a student, if you get up, if you get up from your chair one, one more time, I'm going to call your parent. Even though it sounds like it's a good idea, it's actually not because it creates more work for you as a teacher because now you have to take time out of your busy day to make a phone call home. And you want to make sure that you pick consequences that your students are actually going to respect and are on some level, even though it sounds kind of mean to say, but you want them to be a little bit afraid of those consequences. For example, um, let's say taking five minutes off of recess. You know, students love to play and socialize. So of course, missing that time is something that's going to affect them. But then also it minimizes the work that you have to do. So it's just sit down for five minutes and then I'll let you go and play with your friends. And always keep in mind that you must follow through with all of your consequences. So make sure that if you're establishing these rules, that you're also going to hold every student accountable for you know, following the rules. And if they're broken, then you must follow through with the consequences. So that's why I say pick consequences that are realistic and they don't require you to do more work. I also think it's important that you establish your authority as the teacher in the classroom. I know a lot of times people always say, get to know your students, become their friend, respect them. They will respect you and they will follow your rules. I do think it's important for you to establish a really good relationship with your students. I think it's important for teachers to care about their students because a lot of times students go through things in their personal lives that they shouldn't be going through at that age and you want to help them, right? I totally understand that. I think it's admirable um, for us as teachers to sort of go that extra mile and take that extra step to get to know our students. But at the end of the day, you are not their friend. You are their teacher, your responsibility is to educate every student in your classroom and minimize any distractions. There will be cases where you will have to step outside of that and help your students when they're going through a difficult time, and that is totally acceptable, but that should not be the norm for every student in your classroom because not every student in your classroom uh, needs a friend. Some students just need a structure and they need a teacher, and that's what you're there for. You're there to provide that structure and that organization and hold them accountable for how they behave at school. I am a firm believer in creating that sort of structure and sort of being strict on the first day of school because I think it's almost impossible to establish a really good relationship or create a close bond with your students on the very first day because they're just getting to know you. But you can establish the norms and what you expect them to do throughout the year on the very first day of school. And I think with time comes that, you know, the mutual respect, the relationship, the caring for each other, that will eventually come and it will it will take time for that to come. However, on the first day of school, it's all about structure. It's all about what I expect you to do. The problem for some teachers lies in that they want to be their friend from the very beginning. 
the friendship will come, but not day one. Students are smart. I think they will pick up on that energy and they'll realize that, you know, my teacher is really strict, but she also lets us do a lot of fun stuff, you know, and whenever we behave well, she's very lenient. That's not lost on them. They understand that that's how that process works. But if you're too nice or too friendly the first day, you know what's going to happen. They're going to walk all over you. Not because they're they're bad kids, right? They're not bad kids. They're just kids. I also think it would be a good idea to hang up your rules somewhere in your classroom where everyone can see them because that way they're easy to refer back to whenever someone isn't following them and you're reminding the whole class, hey, remember how we lined up to go to lunch? You know, let's try again. So don't be afraid to have everyone sit back down or start over if they're not following the rules because every now and then you kind of have to do that. And I recommend doing that after the breaks. So like if you have a week off for Thanksgiving, you might have to remind them one more time on Monday, you know, the Monday that you get back, these are the rules. Let's make sure that we follow them or the, you know, the Monday after winter break or after spring break. So it's not like a, you do it once and then you never do it again. Sometimes if they forget, or if several weeks have gone by since you've brought up the rules and they're starting to break them, you want to immediately address it and then remind them one more time of the rules that you, you guys established the very first day of school. And I say you guys established because ideally you would want to establish those rules on the very first day with the help of your students. Of course, you want to predetermine what five rules you want to have them established for themselves. So make sure that you're steering the conversation to allow you to get the five rules that you originally wanted, but you want to make sure that your students think that they came up with them. So you got to be a little sneaky sometimes. So along with your rules and your consequences, you want to make sure that you also establish a reward system for them because you want to celebrate the students who are number one, always following the rules or two, the student who notoriously uh, breaks the rules, but has decided to start following them. You also want to highlight them so that they feel, you know, positive and happy because you do want to create that positive and happy atmosphere in your class. It's very easy to get caught up in the negativity of the classroom, like when everyone's breaking the rules, but please don't forget that you have to celebrate and be positive and be happy um, when things are going well. So as much as you want to be strict, you also want to make sure that you are happy and you celebrate those good moments. And finally, be flexible with your rules, your consequences, and your rewards. They might change. Um, maybe you're finding that one of the rules that you have established, that you established the first day of school just isn't working. Change it up. Don't be afraid to swap it out for another one or maybe change up your consequences or your rewards because they're not working. Rules are like lesson plans, guys. Sometimes they don't go according to plan. So make sure that you change it up if you need to. Okay, so we have come to the end of this episode. Remember, simple rules, no more than five. Allow the students to have some input, create a consequence system that will not give you more work, create a reward system that will actually be rewarding for them, be flexible, make sure you change them up when you need to, take the first week of school to really go over those rules and model for your students how you want them to behave. Remember, if you do these things, the relationship with your student will come. Those relationships will be established with time. Thank you again for listening, guys. As always, my hope is that you leave inspired. <music>